0: Podcast, podcast, podcast,
1: podcast. Welcome back to the Play for Keeps podcast. I'm Cameron Hay at Cameron underscore Hay on Twitter, and of course, I'm joined by Drew Williams at Dope is Drew on Twitter. We had an amazing conversation with Eli Scott in part one of our interview, where we covered Chino Hills basketball, his rise through the West Coast Conference as a player, and plenty more. And now we're here to continue with part two. talked about chino hills drew league all of that type of stuff in the first episode we even talked about your individual career to this point at lmu but now we kind of want to get into what life is like in the west coast Kyle. so <laughs> all right i know Drew's drew is a usf alum <laughs> university of san francisco so, alum so you know I don't, i'm, you know I'm hip episode. to
0: i'm hip to all the the West Coast Conference. Are they, are they bottom feeders in got conference? No, we like man. they middle of the road. We middle <laughs> okay. of the road every year. We're All not right. horrible, but we're not good. All like right. we usually in that four or five. Bill Russell went there too. Yeah, so yeah, like, we got two chairs. Best gym
1: in the gym WCC. Yeah, we, we
0: got two chairs. And Bill
1: Farrel went there. Yeah, they
0: got a little bit of pedigree. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we, we don't want We're the only team with a championship in the whole conference. So we got two, I mean, Bill Russell. Yeah, I mean, y'all won it
1: before color television. They really, hey. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <completely> right? You can play Jim Crow before desegregation. Like,
0: we got a question the validity of validity over it. You got to update your resume. Yeah. That <laughs> banner hangs, but uh, that's true. I want to talk about who are and you've been there four years now. Yeah. Who are the most underrated players you played against in the West Coast Conference, and who the best player you played against?
2: Most underrated player. Mm. Jordan Ford probably has to be up there. I feel like maybe if he was a little bigger, he might have been at uh, St. Mary's. Um, I feel like kind of play like Curry, a real undersized. I felt like if he was bigger, he probably would be in the NBA. Um, let's see. Uh, Jamari Bouye from USF right now. He's really good. Okay, it um, do probably the most underrated guys. Uh, probably the best. Uh, Rui Yachimara was really good. Um, Rui was a problem. They it had him and Brandon plan. Clark. No, Brandon Clark. I take that back. Brandon Clark was probably the best player. Yeah, right? And they
1: had uh, was Zach Norville on
0: that team? Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah,
1: he was. That was like felt like Corey Kisper like freshman year mm-hmm. or sophomore year when really? they loaded that yeah, year. They well. had
0: um, I think Perkins on that team. Josh too? Perkins, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. yeah. Rui Hachimura was probably the best player. Oh no, um, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark. I felt like just for, for what the college game presented, probably Brandon Clark. Because people aren't, aren't as athletic. Like, he had NBA athleticism. Yeah.
1: yeah. Especially in that conference. Yeah, like, in that conference. Like, he was on not, top he, of the rim. You're not going to play a big that can get up and down, jump like that. Where did he transfer in from? I forgot he went San Jose to State. San Jose State. That's yeah. where it was. Yeah, Mark is always telling me. Mark, Mark always tells me, like, he knew Brandon Clark was a pro, like, his freshman, because Mark went to San Jose State. My cousin, right. Mark Spirits, he went to San Jose State. So, he's like, he went, like, to a practice or something, and he was like, yo, this kid, he was telling me, like, back then, he was, like, yo, this kid's, like, NBA-level athleticist, like, Athlete, and then when he went to Gonzaga, everybody in the world got to see it at that point. Like, yeah,
2: it's very interesting to see um Chet Holgram. Like, I feel, I feel like that's a guy who might be in a conversation yeah. come like, next year. Like,
1: it's see, a, I, w- I want to see what it's gonna look like seeing him in the college game, like being able to come in. like Is he gonna be able to handle the ball? Yeah, I going to give him the same freedom, freedom that he
0: gets in high school. Is Mark Few gonna let him rock out? Like, he gonna let him shoot. I think it's that. possible.
1: Shed Holmgren, Holmgren is definitely an intriguing intriguing player. So we all those guys that you just named, mm-hmm. they were underrated. Like, they, they they lit y'all up when y'all played them? They get y'all at work?
2: Well, Jordan Ford, like, we almost game-planned around him. Okay. So, like... That speaks for itself. Uh, yeah. But, Jamari Bui, he okay. definitely okay. let us up. You let us up. Let us up. But he's just, he's just so fearless. And, like, he's athletic, so, like, I, and, and, and he can also shoot. So, like, He'll split the double and be on top of the. He's like maybe like a obviously not better than he's like John Morant, but can shoot a little better. Okay. Obviously doesn't have the same explosion, yeah. and like yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. Uh, but like for the college game, can't play like John Morant, but can shoot it a little better. Yeah. So,
1: I have a question about the, the West Coast Conference mm-hmm. because like we see the players, your name, and they play the play, like you know Gonzaga. St. Mary's, like, consistently good. What do you think it is about, like, the West Coast Conference? You said yourself. You said you weren't good in high school by your own terms. Yeah. So, like, what do you think it is, like, why kids end up here in this conference? Maybe not, like, in the Pac-12 per se, but then by, like, their junior, sophomore, senior they're, like, legitimate pro basketball players, whether it's not the NBA, but, like, overseas. What do you think it is about this conference that, for these type of guys?
2: Well, I definitely think it's one of those things where talent doesn't really, like, put you over top, you know what I mean? So you kind of have to learn how to play the game all over again. And it's like, the conference we're is not super athletic. So, like, you're not going to be going back door and just dunking every place. So now you have to maybe learn to shoot better. Or you might have to get counter moves and in, and in, 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 in different moves like that. So I definitely think it's probably just the fact that the game – so different. it's kind of like if, if, if someone wants to go overseas, they have to learn the game all over. It's not like the American game where there's so much space. Like It's a lot smaller floor. So I definitely think that's probably it. And, yeah, and I also think the coaching in the WCC is some of the top of the country, in my opinion. I think that those guys, like, the development of WCC, like, each team, like, every guy, like, gets better. Like, for my freshman year, like, we have, like, Joseph Brankich, He's at Santa Clara. He's an all-conference guy. We have, like, Kobe Ross and, like, Jamari like Bouillet, Like, all those guys, like, besides Kobe Ross, most of those guys were, like, seven points a game their freshman year, 12 points a game. Fifteen points a game, eighteen points a game. You know what I mean. So I, I felt like just the coaching stat, uh, the the coaching in the WCC and the desert and the coaching in the WCC all, also makes the game very realistic. So it kind of makes these players better, and it's not like so you know what I mean. Like so, because of the coaching, a guy's not gonna go from average seven to twenty. Yeah, because there's no really teams in our league or in the talent level where guys are just some like one and done prospect to where he can just go out there and just get baskets, you know what I mean? So I felt like once guys get used to the college game, they kind of work on their game and do the coaching. So we
1: talk about underrated players. You talk about coaching, of course.
0: Mm.
1: I want to get your opinion on, like, you've been there for four years. You've mm. played against a lot of great players. you played against some great teams. Like, what is the best team in four years you've played in the West West Coast Conference? Like, everybody all – we clearly saw the Gonzaga team this past year was undefeated. Mm. But that might not be the team that you think is like, the best Which
2: The best team I ever played was – it was
1: BYU, probably, like,
2: maybe it might have been my sophomore year. Like, they had um, Yoli Childs, Halls, and just a whole bunch of grown men. Because like, I they're Mormon, so They're like, all, like, 25. Yeah. They're all, they all like, like, 25 from long. Peak, bro, about their year, mission and everything. And now they like, Last year in the COVID year, like, BYU wasn't my team to win a national championship. I legit that <laughs> they, I swear to God, I legit thought that they had the makings to win a national championship. Like, they had the league big, they had uh, Toulson, he plays for the Jazz yeah. now. Like, they had multiple pros, like, they defended, they can really shoot. You know how the tournament is like, all it takes is a few games of get hot from three, and yeah. you mess around and be in the elite eight. You get, so, the right yeah, you get the right matchups, Yeah, and get the right matches. And they also had size, so they were big enough to match up with anybody. But they also had really, really good guard
1: play. So, I like you wow. Well. well, so, <clears throat> You, like, this is a good conversation now that we're having because we talked about your individual production, like rising, your junior, senior, like going from second team all-conference to first team. You guys also went from eighth place to third place, mm-hmm. I think, this past season in the West Coast Conference. What is it you think needs to happen this year for you guys to continue that positive momentum to potentially finish even higher than third or take that next step to make an NCAA tournament possible?
2: um I think just continue going at the team. I felt like even as myself, as the quote-unquote leader on this team, I felt like my first three years, I didn't really know how to win games. Like, as an individual talent, I can play, obviously, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, like, winning is a whole, totally different ballgame. Like, I feel like I personally didn't have it in me to, like, man, this team, we were up eight, this team came back, now now it's on me to finish this game out. I kind of was like, whatever happened, happened. you know what I mean? So I felt like just – Being able to close out games, especially, like I said, because of the talent gap. Like, LMU, like, besides Gonzaga, no team in our conference is winning by 30. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like just being able to close out games, because, like, even if we got the the, the, the league in the last four years, like, seventh place and third place is, like, two games apart. It's it's borderline, like, football. Like, the difference between, like, nine and seven, seven and nine is, like, drastic, but it's, like, it's only two games. So
1: I definitely feel like being able to close out games is is probably what's going to be the biggest for us. And even beyond your time here at, at LMU, like, going forward, like, do you believe, like, you all have built something over the last couple of years that is sustainable for even once you leave, a, like, a culture within the program?
2: Yeah, I, I definitely feel like last year I've kind of done that. I felt like before that, like, as I had mentioned, like, I was just like an empty stats guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> people want to look back like, yeah, like, he scored a lot and he rebounded a lot, but he didn't go to the tournament appearances. Like, what did he really do at LMU? So, yeah, so I feel like last year kind of set the cement. Hopefully this year with the team we have coming in, we have more talent, we have older guys. Maybe we can build on that. And even if it's not even a tournament burst but even NIT, like that's still a win for our because It's been so long.
1: When is the last time you all have been in postseason play?
2: Well, the last one with the tournament was with Bo and Hank. So that was
1: – 30, 30 for 30 year. on that, yeah. Yeah, so. Do they – do you all hear about that team a lot? Like Yeah, that, that's people? like – yeah, like, <laughs> like that's
0: <laughs>
2: like, dude, like for us, like at LME, that would be like getting drafted to the Bulls, like in the fans' eyes. There's no replacing Mike. You know what I mean? Like, like no matter how good you are, you'll always be like kind of second fiddle. You that, yeah, you want like, you not like this year. Like, I got average like 22 and like 11. Like this dude, average 31 and 14. Like, this is <laughs> exactly. just, just no replacing. Yeah, exactly. Like, Hank gathers. Damn near was, like, the uh, – not the, the – the Will Chamberlain of the WCC. Like, he, he had numbers that will never be broken. Like, the dude has like, close to, like, 3,000 points and 1,000 rebounds. Like, and then we have, like, even in those teams, we have two guys – well, yeah, three guys. We have uh, Torell Lowry, Bo Kimball, Hank Gallus, All scored 2,000 points in their college crazy. career. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's 6,000 points among three people by itself, okay. including another guy, Jeff Fryer.
1: He's probably at like, 1,700 – so like <laughs> they all they came they, even make, they, they double digits from day one. Yeah. Like they was that's the type of player they were.
2: And always that, that's almost averaging like eighteen points your entire exactly, career. Yeah. But they were also scoring one sixty a game, so it's like
0: Yeah.
2: But then also at the same time, there's also some people in like the LMU like community that don't re- not don't respect it, but they kind of say like it's not like a realistic thing like so so when you look at the stats, it's like yeah, he has this many points, but like that was a much different style. Like that's right. like whenever you duplicate it again. No,
1: you. I don't think it's possible for you to <laughs> play that fast, like, like now. And not taking nothing away from them because, like, it's incredible what they did. It was so incredible. Like it was a thirty and thirty made on it, right. but it's just. I just think the game is just so different now. It's like you just. It's just not possible for you to be able to play.
0: that I mean it's everything from like recruiting to like. How the game is coached? Yeah, it's play. just it's just it's just not possible.
1: But it's still ridiculous. And I also feel like
0: no knock to those teams,
2: but that's like kind of a style of play where you have to play where you have superior talent yeah. to the other yeah. people. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't press another good team like no. that. No, so like, and which is why
1: they kind of lost to UNLV because they were doing the same thing. <laughs> like-, <laughs> like, but the more talent, <laughs> yeah. like it was like you looking in a mirror, but these guys are like even more talent yeah. than you are. Like it's crazy. But um, so what do you? What do you want to do besides like basketball? Of course, you want to go pro, but you see, mm. after like life after basketball, or are, are there goals that you have outside of. Mm, nah, well, <laughs> when you say outside of basketball, I, uh, I
2: don't know, like away from the game, but definitely coming back and coaching at LMU, like, I feel like yeah, that's, that's something like outside, I would. Yeah, that I would personally coach at LMU, and I feel like because in SoCal, like it's my backyard. Like I, I know a lot about high school basketball. I know which schools are great. What areas are coming up? Like. For example, like the Inland Empire, like 10 years ago, if somebody would have told you like the best players of SoCal coming out the Inland Empire, people would have been like, we're Rialto. Like, you know what I mean? Like, really? That's like somebody saying right now, like, in 10 years, Palmdale's going to be like, like, yeah. Like, you're like, yeah, well, I can see it. But, yeah, I feel like uh, life after basketball
0: consists of me playing, uh, coaching at LMU. It's funny how, like, everything can change, like, in a decade like that. Like, if you would have told me 10 years ago, modern day, like, they to be putting, like, a pro every year. Thanks. Well, or, 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 or even, like,
2: Westchester and Fairfax. like yes. Even those are, like, prestigious programs, people aren't really scared of those programs. Uh, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, well, like, Sierra Cannon, like, they're from the Valley. Like, people didn't expect... Kids from the Real graduate.
1: talk. I don't know where Sierra yeah. came became the the basketball program out here, at, or, or, yeah. or, or or even how basketball
2: is now. Like you have kids coming from Atlanta to come to school in high school in California. Like, that, like that was unheard of. Oh, right? exactly. Like like you are not coming all the way from others. Like if you did, not in Vegas or like going to You know what I mean? Like you you might come four hours, but you are not coming across the country just to go to school in California. Yeah. Uh, I feel like probably the amateurism has changed with it
1: too. Sure. So did you know? when you came into LMU, like, that after basketball you potentially wanted to coach, or did it just become something that, like, you started to put more thought into as you spent time at the university? Yeah, I
2: definitely started to think more, like, as I met more people and kind of seen how, like, basketball can help people. Like, for me, like, my coach, not my current coach, Coach Johnson, but Coach Dunlap, like, there's a lot of guys on my team that didn't really come from the best areas, but Dunlap potentially changed their lives. Like, some of those guys could be God knows where if he didn't put that ball in their hand and say – let let me take you out that area and put you. So I, I definitely feel like just changing people's lives. That's probably what really opened my eyes. Especially like getting older, kind of like your emotional intelligence goes up. So like as a kid, you don't catch things like that. Like you don't you just think, oh, this kid from the hood, like he goes to school, like oh, whatever. But then like as an adult, you see like dang, like this dude has a kid, like that did everything he could to make sure this kid graduated. Like if whatever he does after that. Is on him, but Dunlap made sure that this young man has a
0: degree to his name, something that nobody can ever take away. Pushing you guys in the right direction. Yeah, I mean a degree from LMU to like you know a good you know university too. That's a fact. So you
1: we got we got a little bit like sentimental right there. I want to ask you (laughs) about your your style as a coach. What do you think you so? Do you have like do you have high patience as a player? You have like, a lot of tolerance as a player. I don't have a lot of tolerance <laughs> as
2: a player. But that's a, not, also another thing is I don't have a lot of patience as a player, but also being a player and have, quote-unquote, played at a high level, I guess you could say. Like, yeah. I kind of understand things that some people who may not have played the game, I'm just like, for example, if there's a guy that was playing 40 minutes a game, I'm not going to sit here and have four-hour practices knowing no. that, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like coaches who've never really played the game, they're just like, eh, like, we you know, yeah, we don't practice. practice you yeah. know, it's like those guys have never been had adult, uh, uh, I'm a double overtime game on the road, hopped on a flight, came back. Like, they just don't know how, how that feels. So, I definitely feel like my patience go up. And obviously, like, also like the misunderstood kids, like, even before I, like, matured, like, I was, like, I was kind of, I wouldn't say wild, but like, emotionally, like, my, my emotions were all over the place. I was just so passionate about the game that, like, some people may get misconstrued and take that as, like, being a knucklehead or, like, would it like Draymond? You know what I mean. So it's just like if if I if if, if I see a kid like that, like I can mold him because I know where he's coming from. And also, like for me personally, like one one thing that I live by is like your feelings are always valid, but the way you go about about things may not have been valid. So, like when I see a kid, when I'm coach, might have popped off about something that happened at practice. I can tell him because most people about like, "Why well, don't do that?" Like that's it's like okay, your feelings are valid about. Whatever happened at practice, but the way you went about it, we have to change that in yeah. order. So, just, so basically, just, just molding kids. I feel like that's something that I want to do. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah. coach. Eli <laughs> Scott is the coach, man. That is- yeah, and I got connected. I got you in the Midwest. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <you're laughs> welcome to lead
1: kids from the, Reese. Yeah, Reese, <laughs> <and, laughs> like so, we, we can make something happen. <laughs> So in Ten years row when it's all done, who can to call me? Like I'll come join the staff. I'll, I'll be a scout. <laughs> like, yo, you're make something happen for sure. But uh, so just like everything you've picked up through playing in the West Coast Conference, I'm just playing college basketball, Whoa. like what do you think is the thing? You you said WCC the coaching is like you think at a superior level, mm-hmm. like compared to like other conferences across. The country. What is it about this conference that whether it was coaches you, you played against or teams what the, you have to get better at once you came in here after spending like a year like playing and you realize okay this is a different type of, of beast on right now definitely defensively like
2: especially like for all the kids that are out there that are um, physically more mature than like now you're going out there like in high school if you're 6'5", 210 you're a beast you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. now it's like you got a guy that's 6'5", 220 and can jump higher than you can shoot so it's like I felt like my freshman, I was kind of targeted on defense because, like, I just didn't value it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's not it's not like the NBA where it's okay to not play defense because you can score thirty points. You know what I mean? Like you 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 you, 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 you get subbed up. There's no front office to say don't pull this guy for paying twenty million dollars. Exactly. <laughs> so, yes. so I definitely feel like and, 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 um, and also shooting, just, just 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 having to get moves and shooting, just like almost everything about your game has to change because. It's so different. Like these coaches, it's elite coaching. Like they're not just going to let you get, like, if you're a, like, like for me, like I play a lot of quote unquote bully ball. So it's like, <laughs> they're, not, they're not just going to let you walk people down. Like, like, let's say that they, like, they know who, what the matchups are. So they see, it's, they're not just going to let me catch the ball and rip through and shoot. Like, that's, that's not the way it's going to happen. So I just definitely think, like, just working on counter moves or just working on your defense and definitely staying, like, locked in. Because so I feel like it's so easy in college to, like, just go off the like grid, you know what I mean? Like, it's the first time you have like freedom. Like, there's nobody to tell you what to do in college. Like, that's also something that kids have to like quote unquote work on and get because it's like nobody's telling you to do home. There's no concept. Like, you know, in high school, like you can't go to recess or whatever or lunch. You don't know, yeah. you know, go you know, you know, home. You don't know, go home right now. It's all right, zero in the grade, but life goes on. You know what I mean? I definitely just think like yeah, just yeah, your <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely your whole
1: maturity as a player and as a person that has to go up in college. It's just been four years. Like when you really think about the evolution as a player. And just, like, everything you're going through, like, look, looking back at where you were and then seeing where you are now, like, did you even envision, like, it was possible for you to even be, like, this good, like, to round your game out? Like, you said, you all, you keep saying, like, you were not that good in high school. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and, like, for you to be where you are now, like, did you, when you first came to LMU, did, did you think that this could be what you were going to be, or did you... You were just happy to like have a D one scholarship and just you were just gonna see what happens when you got here. I kinda of felt like it was false belief. Like I would
2: say like it <laughs> but I didn't really genuinely think it, you know what I mean? Like I was I mean, like you me like this like besides Hank and like a few other like who is there really competition, but then I didn't really think about it and then also like as cliche as it sounds, I kinda of just like as time went on, like kind of came up with the why not, like Russell Westbrook. like why like what's stopping me from being one of the better players in this league? Like or this podcast. What's stopping this podcast from big, being bigger than all the smoke? You guys are backed by Kevin Durant. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, 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 why not? Like, just yeah. to having the why not approach to everything. It's like, why? Like, what's stopping you? Literally, like, the NBA. Like, what's stopping you from getting to the NBA?
0: Like,
2: yeah. this, like, man, like, realistically. Like, you just yourself. So, yeah, so I definitely just kind of took the why not approach. And even, like, my current coach, like, he was, like, one of the people who really got on. It was, like, the first time where. Like, I was really asked to do things that were, like, uncomfortable. And it's, like, he also told me, like, have blind trust and that's how you're going to be better. Because, like, now in the generation that we live in, like, we're kind of in the wide generation. So, like, every time somebody, an adult says something, it's like, why? What's the reason behind doing this? And I think, like, my coach having to tell me, like, it's not always going to make sense to you. Like, even a few days ago when we were with our uh, nutritionist, they're telling me, like, you can't be eating cereal the way you do I'm like, cereal's not pizza, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but at the same time, that's blind trust that I have to stay. Like, maybe that's what's best for me to get that dairy out, and eating cinnamon toast crunch or whatever it may be. Like, I have to just get rid of that. So mm-hmm. I definitely think coming in, I kind of felt like I can do it, but I didn't genuinely think it. But then I kind of
1: adapted just like mentality. And so when you adapted the why not mentality, when do you think that that happened?
0: Like,
2: going into my junior year. Going into my junior year. Because, like, I kind of looked around and it was just like, I don't know, I just felt like, as I got older, you kind of see, like, I got two years left. Like, so what are we going to do now? Like, you got to look in the mirror, like, what are we going to do with this basketball? So you're either going to take this series and, and run with it, or you can get your degree and do whatever you want to do, But you know what I mean? I just felt like, once I got older, I kind of was like, why not? And even then, I still, like, was rough around the edges, and then obviously I needed a guy like our current coach, Coach Johnson, to kind of smoothen what I did not know out, because Also, I didn't – as a kid, I kind of thought I could do it by myself. You know what I mean? Like, well, not even by myself. I just felt like my way was the correct way, and I just didn't see any other perspective in the way. So kind of just having him kind of teach me, like, with the why not, you also have to have somebody to tell you and have a different point of view because, like, looking at yourself, you're always going to think you're the best. Oh, for sure. Even if – some people out there might say Corey Kiss was better than me last. I'm always gonna think like, right, like I like I'm better than this dude. I don't care.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, I but th- yeah. yeah. So, so you know, so you, you speak about Coach Johnson a lot. Yeah. How like important in your development? Like, what is this relationship you have with him? Like, well, I remember last time we were talking, you were like, yo, he, he's like, he's on you about school and everything. Yeah. Basketball. Like, <laughs> well, I felt like
2: with Coach Johnson, yeah. it was so different. It's kind of like obviously not to the same degree, but it's kind of like. CP3 and Monty Williams, like, yeah. it's more of, like, a big brother relationship rather than, like, a coach or, like, a father. Like, you know, like, if, if your brother says something, it's not going to hold more weight than your dad. But it's, like, my brother don't, like, clearly means something. Like, my dad, like, he's on me for everything. Exactly. But like, your brother's, like, it must really mean something if he's coming out from him. So I just felt, like, just a relationship we have. And just, like, he's one of those people that were in my corner. I'm also, also one of those people that's, like, if basketball stopped tomorrow, like, who's really on my side? He's one of those people in my life that's like, tomorrow, if you want to bag groceries, I'm going to be like, be the best bag- grocery bagger you can be. <laughs> like, you, whatever you want to do, like, I'm always going to be by your side, but just make sure you give your all. And I felt like that's kind of not what I had before. It was kind of just like, yeah, he's a talented guy, and he kind of can do what he wants. And it's like, I was kind of like half-stepping, you know what I mean? Like, I just felt like as a kid, I wasn't mature enough to just really go for it, because it's kind of like when, when you're racing somebody. Like, if you don't try your hardest and they beat you, you can be like, ah, I didn't try my hardest. But if you try your hardest and they still beat you, you're going to be more embarrassed. So I kind of didn't really try my hardest because I was fearful of failing. Mm-hmm. So I felt like Coach Ox kind of told me, like, just go for it. And what's the worst thing that can be? Like, you shoot for the start. What is the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. And even coming back this year, like, when we were in his office talking about coming back this year, he's like, what is the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing that can happen to you next year is that you're – have all the offering that you would have on the table this year. Like, like, literally, like, even if we're talking right now to each other, like, in this moment, we are probably the quote-unquote dumbest we'll ever be. We're only going to get smarter, bro. So, like, he said the same thing about basketball. He's like, right now, you're, when I was in his office, you're the worst basketball player you're ever going to be. Next year, you're going to be even better than you were. So why not, if you know you're going to have whatever you have this year, why not just add to that? Yeah, that's
0: kind of just relationship of yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, getting, getting that fifth year is probably, like, major, like, for a lot of people, like, you know, you got better every year, and now you're getting that fifth year, and you didn't have to, like, you know, miss out on the year, really, good like, COVID, mm-hmm. they only cut out the tourney and everything. What are you, like, really looking forward to in that fifth year? Because a lot of people don't get that fifth year, mm-hmm. you know, that that one final um, shot. Definitely
2: just getting an experience of, like, a real senior year, like, people being able to see me, because I feel like I played well last year, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like, people didn't get to see me, and also... Our team wasn't as good as they are this year. So, like, right. now we're going down to play Florida State. Now we're playing Missouri. So, like, right. now we're playing the big boys, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're, we're literally gearing up to be one of the better teams in the country. Yeah. So, I definitely feel like that's one of the things I look forward to. And also, kind of just going through the process, and getting the full process. Like, that's something that Johnson also told me about. He was like, why half step it? Like, especially because we can talk to the agents now. So, he's like, this time next year, you're averaging 20 and 10, we can talk to a few agents. We can, we can do whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and, and even coming from LMU, Coach Johnson is a very realistic person. He's like, you're, 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 you're going to have to be a guy that goes to a combine and kills. Like, That's a fact. If you you probably not going to a combine invite, invite this year. So why not come back next year, double down on what you did. Now you have a combine invite. Now you play a guy from Michigan State that might average 18 and 10. Because right now with no combine, well, not no combine, but right now if I didn't get invited to combine, it's this guy from Michigan State average 18 and 10. You like, Scott, average 18 and 10 well, this dude was playing against... Yeah, yeah and so we're going to take him 10 times out of 10. So he's like, next year you have to be able to have that opportunity. So I felt like that was one of the things. And also, like like Coach Johnson said, like I said about Coach Johnson, he's just very realistic with me. Him telling me, like, perspective. Like, perspective is everything. Because, like, me and him always talk basketball. You guys know me. I'm like, ah, that guy's not that good. Like, he's whatever. <laughs> and then, but he's like, and that's your perspective. And for the people that make decisions their perspective is this guy is better than me right now that's just what it is like no it's not my opinion. Like I think you're better than this guy but I don't cut the checks for the NBA so just having that perspective and having a guy tell me that like going into my fifth year and he can kind of guide me into like even a few days of our practice and like, we were doing like deep into sliders and I was getting very bored and he pulled me to the side and it was like what do you want to do and I was like what do you mean he's like don't you want a lot of money he's like yeah and he's like I want to get you a lot of money so lock in This is shit that you need and I'm like, oh, like that's all you had to say. <laughs> that's all you had to say. But it's just like having a guy that three with with me for my fifth year and, and having a full year with Coach Johnson. Last year, I didn't, I didn't meet Coach Johnson until like almost September. Like I met him two months before
0: our season.
1: So we're... that's crazy. Meet a coach too. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's funny. We were talking about it earlier before we uh, recorded about how a lot of people didn't get that pre, uh, like, you know, like going traveling and year. everything. Talking to you, how did? Not having all of that, you know, training camp, everything before, how did that affect you as, as opposed to last year when you guys were able to get, you know, a little bit more back into the gym before going up to season? Wait, can you repeat the question? For the time? COVID year, okay. okay, not being able to travel and do all the different things like the you team know, bonding, and yeah, all that. The season like, season yeah. how did that affect you guys? Well, I felt like our team
2: was one of the closest in the country, so like. Not being able to even hang out with each other because people are so strict on the rules like that kind of didn't mess up on the court, but it kind of made things harder. So like losses were even harder because now you're coping with a loss by yourself. Yeah. Like 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 if you play terrible, you can't. I can't come to this guy's room and be like, "Good, like don't worry about it." Because like those guys that live on campus, they have people monitoring the apartments at all the time, make sure that they're social distancing, especially because last year we got busted for COVID twice. So they were like extra cognizant of COVID, and I definitely feel like even going back even further, not even about the team bonding, but just, like, not having a summer, like, I can in be, like, 30 pounds overweight because I was in quarantine. <laughs> I mean, like, like, I wouldn't go to no grocery store. I was getting Uber Eats every day. So, like, <laughs> so I definitely feel like getting that head start this year, even now I'm still a little overweight, but, <laughs> like, compared to my season weight. But, yeah, I feel like that's probably the biggest difference and guys
1: will be able to play with each other and balls. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you talking about like, yeah, like, so you think that's gonna play like a big difference? Like, you talk about your season weight. What is the, like, goal for, like, your season weight, that, the playing weight you wanna play, especially because you, you like play, like, anywhere from, like, one through four, it seems. Yeah. Weight. So, like, what is it, what is that like for your body? Like, being able to go inside out, just being able to bang?
2: Uh, well, for me, Coach Johnson's, like he's, like,
1: he's real hard on my weight. Like,
2: for me, I, I, like, 220 and 230 kind of feel the same to me. Okay. But he's, like, Person that's like really harping on like the biggest difference, and he was like, one of the things that people, it, one of the things that you want to do this fifth year is really put people on notice. So, the first thing they're gonna notice is how you look. Yeah. So, if you come in more cut up, more slow, they're like, no matter how he plays, obviously, he put in the work in the offseason. So, I feel like if, if if I do that and kind of play at 220, that, that's what he wants to Last year, I played at 228, and like the year before, I played at like 238, and the year before that, was like 240 something. So, you know what I mean? So, I just feel like probably playing at like 220. That would probably give me like the best chance, I guess, to be like agile, but also still be strong enough. Because like I always tell him, like, but what if I lose muscle? And he's like, even if you lose a little bit of muscle, you're still stronger than like the typical person. So it's yeah. like, like, at a certain point, what muscle is not going to get me any further? Than, yeah. You know what I <laughs> mean? He's like, next year we leave. Like whether you're that strong or not, you're
1: going to be playing against dudes stronger than you. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. So like, yeah. So so two twenty is kind of the goal right now. You mentioned. You guys have like a pretty strong out of conference schedule yeah, coming up this yeah. year. You're going to the Tallahassee, play Florida State, play yeah, yeah. Missouri. Do you have those games scheduled? I mean, circled on your schedule already, like in your mind? Like, yo, these are not just for me personally, yeah. but like for LMU, like we get a chance to really go and announce like who we are. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, definitely. I feel like it's a lot of cap going on in the basketball world, acting like it's just another
2: <laughs> game. Like, it's not just another game. Like you're yeah. playing against better players. Like, like it's almost a cultural shock. Like you're going down to Florida. Like, we're playing against one of the best coaches, in my opinion, in the country. Oh, yeah. right? So, like, that's one of those, like, that was one of those games for me personally. That I circle, like, this is a good test for me. Like, I get to play against a guy like M.J. Walker. I don't know if he's still there, but I get to play against a guy like M.J. Walker. Like, that's a guy who's similar to me. So, if, if I go out and play well, it's like, okay, like, I do belong. Even in my head, I already think I do belong, but not kind of solidify it. And you it was like, or yeah. Or if I go out there and play bad, it's like, okay, like. A guy like Leonard Hamilton can easily game plan against him. So Now I got to re up on what I do because apparently, I, I, yeah, apparently it's not good enough. Especially going against a guy like Leonard L- 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 Hamilton, who's known for his defensive scheme. So I think it's just a good test. And people try to say like it's just another, it's not just another. Game. You're playing Zach on the road, it's not just another no. game. Like stop, knock it off, bro. You play the Lakers, not just another okay, game, right.
0: bro.
1: And let's not be silly It's Always going to be a little bit more. Yeah, it's so a measure stick. You need mm-hmm. to really go up, like Leonard Hamilton. He's one of the best coaches in the country, in my opinion, too. I agree with you. But, like, also a Florida State, it's not like they consistently for, like, the last six, seven, eight years. They're going to have at least one pro. They're going have at least one pro. So, yeah. you're going to really get to gauge yourself against And also just
2: their defensive, like, the defensive reputation. It's like, yes. if I kill against them, yeah. now my confidence is like, I can go against anybody. Like, that, yeah. bring Virginia out here to you. Call <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> Tony Bennett. Yeah. So, I just feel um, like so- that's like, damn, like, Especially because early in the the, the season, it's like if, if I get have a good game against Florida State, it's like now I don't think anybody in WCC wow. can see me. Yep. Like if, if Florida State, who has bigger, stronger, faster players and has one of the best defensive coaches, probably of all time, on their sideline, if I can kill against them, it's like now I'm going into there a little more confident. My teammates, even it's a good measure. Even if we play them close, like I know people in the basketball world once again have a lot of cap and say that that, that, that they don't have moral victory. But if you go down to Florida State. And lose by five in your and, LMU. In your in your LMU, that's still a good stick for your program because it's like a, two years ago we had twelve wins or whatever it may be.
1: Now we're playing Florida State at Florida State down to the wire. So. No, that's that's big. Like if you guys go down there and perform, like we talked about this when we talked about Chino Hills. Like when you guys went City of Palm, just when you knew like we going undefeated. Mm-hmm. Like you guys go down to Tallahassee, even if y'all don't win. If we go in there and we, we hold our own and Florida State feel us, we going to come out of there knowing.
2: Yeah, now, way. people are like, like, whether people admit it or not, when they look at that ticker at the bottom, they're going to see LMU, 66, Florida State, whatever. Win, lose, or draw, it, it's going to get people's attention. Yeah. If we if we get blown out, they'll say, it's still the same. old oh, LMU, we play them close. They're like, okay, we want to know We win, now they really going to sit up in their seat. So I just feel like it's a win-win situation, no matter how the game plays out for us.
1: Y'all got house money.
2: Yeah, was okay, yeah, the I mean, money
1: out there out there, for sure. Well, hey man, we appreciate you stopping by to, to chop it up with us, man. Appreciate we, you guys. We appreciate. it. Doubt. Definitely one of the more lively interviews we've had. <laughs> I mean, we, we haven't had a part two. Or exactly. To even get a part two out of you, we appreciate it. But make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Elite Media Group underscore. Make sure you follow us at Play for Keeps Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and make sure you subscribe
0: to the Elite Media Group podcast channel on all platforms. Until next time, we are out.